What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Century, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Today is Saturday, so you know what that means. It's mailbag day, but it's also game day. We got another Bulls game today against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Zach Levine is set to make his season debut at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're going to talk about last night's game against the Wizards just a little bit before we get into the mailbag, but first, got to get into that intro. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So last night's game was frustrating for a couple of different reasons. While the Bulls were in position to possibly win that game down the stretch, and they deserve some credit for that, being able to fight back, things like that, it was really primarily Nikola Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan in that game. Now, Io did put some pressure on things and, and did some certain things. And we know Goran uh, had some solid moments, but Kobe and Drummond off the bench were pretty solid overall as well, right? Overall for, for the game. Like they had some moments, Kobe had some moments, and Drummond had some bad moments as well. But looking at this loss, like you can point to a couple of just places we just did not get production. And while I'm not on the move P Will or P Will is a bus bandwagon, I'm not on that. But he does need to put he does need to play better. Passive P ain't going to get it done. We need we need Patrick Williams to find a way to get himself in gear. I don't know if he's in his head. I don't know if it's a self-doubt. I don't know if it's the just his overall. Like, Patrick Williams just needs to go out there and play the game of basketball. Now, I'm not blaming everything on Patrick Williams, as some Bulls fans would do. Him and Javante Green were both horrible last night. Horrible. Both of them were, were just not effective. Not good. We got a total of seven points and three rebounds from our power forward position as a whole. That's not going to get it done. But when you look at Drummond, double-double off the bench in 18 minutes for Andre Drummond, legit. Kobe White, 10 points. He was three for six from the field, two for four from three-point range, um, and two for four from the free uh, from free throw as well. We, we I want to see him play a little bit better, but you're seeing things with Kobe White. We're putting the ball on the floor, things like that, that he's improving. We need to see that consistency to come back. We need to see that shot start to fall for him. Alice Caruso, to me, is just proving why Alice Caruso is a bench player and not he's not been a volume shooter over the course of his career. Over the course of, of Alice Caruso's career, he's only averaged five shots per game, 5.4 shots per game. So far in this bull season, he's averaging well over 10 shots per game. Uh, last year, he averaged, I think, six shots per game for us. It's just, listen, and that's not a, a Alice Caruso is not out there for shooting. He can shoot at times, using that shot to complement what he does on the defensive end, how he gets in transition, moving without the ball. That's what Alice Caruso is there for. Him being in the starting lineup while cool, and he brings a, a huge defensive edge that we need, he's not nearly the offensive player that you want to rely on. Io DeSumo is starting to grow into that, it seems, but he's not quite that yet either. So, you know, at the, at what, with what I'm saying in this is that let's wait and see what this team looks like with Zach Levine out there. And... Keep in mind, we may not see fully healthy Zach Levine out there tonight either. But listen, I think having Zach in the starting position is really just going to even everything out. It's going to put everybody more so in their more normal roles for one. It's going to take off scoring loads for players that aren't volume scores over their career, just players that we have needed to shoot a lot of shots in the first two games. But one of the things that are standing out is like, and I'm not just going to blame it all on people. I know a lot of Bulls fans will, and I and he deserves a lot of critique thrown his way. But him and Javante both, since the season has started, like Javante played great in preseason. Since the lights have been on, Javante hasn't been good either. We need to see some improvement from this power forward position, or this team needs to take a look at, when, at cutting Tony Bradley and bringing in a Carmelo Anthony or something, because you can't have 
this type of performance at your four, both in the starting lineup and on the bench. And I'm someone that knows Patrick Williams doesn't have to be a big-time scorer on this team. A lot of the critique that goes to Patrick Williams is because people want him as a fourth overall pick to just score a bunch. I don't like I in my in my pregame to yesterday's game, I said that the thing I wanted to see and needed to see from Patrick Williams was just simply defense. I needed to see him come out and set the tone defensively on a Kyle Kuzma who we knew he was going to be guarding a lot. He did not do that at all. That's where I want to see Patrick Williams make his bread and butter. Be the defender that a lot of people thought you were going to be in that in your rookie season. So many people heralded and said, this kid is going to be great. Hang your hat on your defense now. Let the offense come to you. Come with the flow of the game. Those those five or six shots you're going to get per game, take those aggressively, but focus on the defensive end. At least give us something there. If you can defense, if you can defend and you can rebound, we'll have it, it'll it'll bode well. I, I don't care about the scoring. We got enough scoring on this team. I want to see it come along eventually. And I want to see him go grow more confidence on the offensive end. But the thing that Patrick Williams can hang his hat on is the defensive end. We need to see that from Patrick Williams. Now, going into this game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, we know we're facing what's projected to be one of the better backcourts in the league. I don't think Darius Garland is playing. I'm not sure. Let me check the injury report real quick on that one. Um, they do list uh, Darius Garland as being out. So it doesn't seem like Darius Garland is going to play. So there you go on that. Um, but we, we the, the Bulls team needs to be locked in defensively, period. They need to be locked in. Last night's game, while we were able to turn off, turn up the defensive intensity at times, we did not nearly have the same consistent defensive performance that we had against the, against the Miami Heat. I want to see that come back against the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is going to be a game, our front court. Drummond off the bench is going to be key. Vooch, with his improved um, engagement on the defensive end, we're going to need every bit of that. This is another game with the front court that the Cleveland Cavaliers have that we are going to need Patrick Williams to step the hell up defensively. Again, I'm not even looking at what you do offensively. I need to see a good defensive game from you in a, in a game that we you're at a position of need that we're going to need to defend that position well. I need to see Patrick Williams do those things. We need to see it. Passive P ain't getting it done. It ain't getting it done, bro. I love you. I love Patrick Williams. And I still think and I still believe, as this front office does, in the overall potential of a Patrick Williams. But you got to get it together, son. You got to get it together, young man. And, and, and I think that it will. We have a voicemail on that later, so I'm going to save some of that. But this game, since this episode is, is, is a, a mixture between a mailbag and a preview episode, since everything's going down today, I do really want to see the Chicago Bulls just tighten up that defense, right? Play better on that defensive end. Um, I want to see Patrick Williams do it. I want to see the Bulls do it. I want to see them get back. This game last night, the thing that concerned me is that it almost looked in the style of play more like last year's stagnant offense. Hopefully with Zach Levine coming back, an influx of energy there, just more, more things you can do offensively with having Zach Levine out there, even if he's not quite 100%. Well, we'll see if he is. It, it, it just The way that teams have to defend him is going to be completely different, and this team's going to have to be locked in on that, on that side of the ball. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I do trust that the Bulls can get a win. It's not going to be an easy win by any stretch of the imagination. Let's not act like it's like the Bulls are just going to come marching in there and just get a big time win against the Cleveland Cavaliers easily. That's why they've been resting him up until this point. But but this team is going to have to lock in defensively. They're going to have to look at themselves. They're going to have to figure it the hell out. They got to figure it out. The Cavs lost their first game of the season. They're going to be trying to get a win, a statement win. Darius Garland is out, so you know we'll see what happens with that. Donovan Mitchell is about to try to cook, and they may move Io to Donovan Mitchell. But if not, I still will need to see Zach Levine show some things defensively as well. This team needs to stand up. We need a big win tonight.
But all right, this is supposed to be a mailbag episode. Let's go ahead and get into the first voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. You know, a lot of people are talking about Patrick Williams' bad start at the start of two games. But remember, and you the one that brought this up last season, before Patrick Williams got hurt, and I think you said something like game after game after game, before he ended up getting hurt and being out for majority of most of the season, he was showing a little bit of aggressiveness. So I think that, and you might be reading this before the game against the Cavaliers. So I'm going to say it. I think that he might show a little bit more aggressiveness game after game. I think it's just a one game at a, at a time with him. And I think that, you know, as the season go on in about 20 games, you're probably going to see a different Patrick Williams. Now, I know you're going to say your mouth to God's ears. I get that. But, uh... This is a kind of similar pattern for him from like before when he got hurt. Then again, it may not be anyway. So much thing. Peace. All right. So passive P, right? And him saying show more and aggressive over twenty games. The thing with this is, and this is what I'm saying, is that the first twenty games of the season are some of the toughest games we're gonna have all season. One of the toughest stretches we're gonna have all season. So if it takes you twenty games, like, do we have twenty games to wait? Like, either way, it's gonna be on the roster, right? So, but if He's not showing any progression in the in the aggressiveness in to me. He's not showing. If we start to see that, okay, cool. If if you start to show it, if you're improving game in, game out, you're showing a little bit more, being a little bit more confident, going out there and doing more things, is adding something to your game every game from now on till we hit the to the next over the next 18 games to get to those 20 games. Okay, cool. But even Shea to your point, and, and you know, Shea uses a lot of comparisons. What he showed, and I did say the game that he went out was his most aggressive game last season. Well, before the injury, right? He was his most aggressive in that New York Knicks game when he ended up getting hurt. But that took five games, right? That was five games. So it's two so far. Let's see if that trend holds true over the course of the next three, four, five games. But I'll tell you what, as much as Bulls Nation is kind of tired of P. Will, and he's now become the focus, and we do this every season. It's always one player that we focus on, and then everything Whatever the Bulls do is we're just going to blame it on that one player. There were a lot of reasons why we lost, and it wasn't just P-Will last night. But with that being said, he has to start showing it. I think if he starts showing it, then the, then the Bulls fans will come along. At This 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 is Chicago. We are a results-based city, right? If you give the results and we see that, we see the effort. We are effort and energy. Look at some of the our, our favorite players in Bulls history. Look at some of the players that we really that, that, that galvanize us. It's players that play with energies, players that play with confidence, players that plays with an edge. Patrick Williams needs to learn that, right? He needs to learn that. He needs to stop hanging out in Arlington Park, and he needs to go hang out in downtown Chicago or something. He needs to get a little bit of an edge. Hell, uh, 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 DeMar, drop him off in Compton and come back and pick him up in, for, in 12 hours. I don't know what you need to do. But Patrick Williams needs to find that edge and playing that consistently. I still believe in the guy's potential. I still believe in his skill. But like I said before, Every year that Patrick Williams doesn't grow, that ceiling comes down. That's like he started off with the quad comparisons. Then not like like and it, it, it goes down. Every bit of what you see his ceiling can be if he's not if he's not growing, right? And Patrick Williams has gone now again, as I've been saying and I've been harping on, it's been one full season and 19 games. So let's see how it comes and how he continues to develop, but it's just the body language out there. That's the most concerning thing when it comes to Patrick Williams, right? It's just, he just seems lost out there at times. He seems not engaged out there at times. I don't know if he's beating himself up in his head by every play or whatever. I don't know what it is, but he got to figure it the hell out. This is the NBA. This is Chicago. And we have to see the results. If you give that effort, right, well, they'll get back on the bandwagon. 
They'll get back on the bandwagon. I know it and I trust it. We just need to see that. All right, let's go ahead and move on. This next voicemail, this one's from Mingo. Hey, man, this your boy Mingo calling from the G. I got one basketball observation, man, and a mad question. My my observation, man, is uh, Drummond. I think Drummond the best pickup of the summer uh, for the Bulls. When I think of the Sixers, Drummond was the reason, man, and B got so much bench time. You know what I'm saying? He gave my man the much-needed rest on the bench. Uh, Felicio, Tony Bradley, nobody could give Vooch the, the rest that he needs that could handle uh, the second stringers, man. They could keep it together until Vooch get a little bit of rest. And my mad question, man, I was going to leave this on Locked On Bulls, man, but my mad question, man, is your boy Pat Designer, man. I love both of y'all, man. But the thing that drives me crazy is, is my man those those frames, those white frames. I just got one question, man. Is it lenses in those frames? Cause it's driving me crazy. I don't think I don't think your boy got lenses in those frames, man. I don't know if that's a light skin thing. <laughs> I'm a dark skin dude, but uh, it's driving me crazy, man. Just let me know if it lenses in those frames. All right, I'll answer that last question first, like. First of all, when it comes to Pat to the designer's frames, I have no fucking idea, bro. I don't even know. I'm going to have to ask Pat. I have no idea, fam. I do not know. But when it comes to Drummond being the best uh, pickup of the summer, it's really starting to look like that. In 18 games, being able to give you a double-double, and that's what I was saying with the projection. Drummond, if you give him 18 to 20 minutes, can get you a double-double every night. Having that production off the bench is way better than anything we got at, at any backup position last season for the most part. And that's, again, because a lot of our backups had to, had to be end up forced to be starters. Dr the Drummond acquisition is going to pay dividends for the rest that you mentioned. Giving, giving um, Vooch more rest and not have things completely fall off the rails because Vooch, ain't, Vooch isn't in the game where we have a player that just isn't good in that backup position, right? Drummond being able to come, come in and be competent, him and... Goran Dragic, like just having those veterans coming off the bench that just know how to go about and get things done is alone going to be huge for this team. Much less Kobe being able to just keep being that 10 to 12 point scorer off the bench. Shooting, I need to see tighten up a little bit. But even with that being said, him, him given that, this bench is going to average 20 to 25 points off the bench per game. And that's way more than what we had last season. So with that being said, the bench production, I think, is going to step up. And then when you look at moving Alice Caruso back to the bench, it's going to be huge, but Drummond is absolutely one of the best signings of this of this uh, offseason, and he's going to be one of, one of the better bench players in the league, I think, right? But we have to have more than that. And, you know, we'll see with that. You know, we, we've, we're one and one to start the season. You know, we went from one game and then to another, and we know the ebbs and flows of Bulls Nation and our emotions. We're an emotional fan base. But the Drummond pickup is one of the better pickups that the Bulls have ever done, in my opinion. And, you know, shout out. Andre Drummond is going to pay off big dividends for the Chicago Bulls. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from the 312. He didn't leave his name. Hey, babe. Um, I just got one quick question. What do you think of the idea that Lonzo did back to give him the bench illustrated? Well, I mean, is him at the four with Io starting as a point guard and possibly having Patrick Williams and Javante Green coming up today. Uh, that's why I want to know. Uh, both Bulls, two Reds. Have a good day. All right. So, no. Lonzo at the four. Come on. What, like, what What are we doing here? What are we doing here? What In what world do you play Lonzo at the four? What, come on, man. You can't be serious with this voicemail. I, I like, I wanted to have some fun. This is a levity voicemail. It made me laugh, honestly. 
And that's why I played it. But come on, you can't. No, no, we're not starting Lonzo Ball at the four. That's not happening. Like, come on. No, you don't. Like, I get it. Javante and Patrick Williams have played very bad since the season started. But you're not starting Lonzo at the four. Come on, fam. You're not. Lonzo's not starting. Pray for him. Pray for him. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This last one for today. This one's from Eight Lives. <clears throat> How you doing? Um, okay, this is Eight Lives, man. Um, we're gonna find ourselves giving um uh Billy a lot of credit this year over a lot of these coaches because he's gonna be winning these games. And last year when he was losing a lot of them games, we was always saying he was getting out coached. Well, this year we're gonna be saying he out coached a lot of coaches this year, and it's simply because of the talent, bro. Last year it was easy to see. We had Troy Brown Jr. Uh, I can't I can't remember the guy that played for the Raptors. The older uh the older guy that was a guard uh shooting the threes. Whatever he's supposed to be a specialist. Um, then we had about two or three players that was on ten day um contracts. We don't have that now. Billy got better weapons, and I'm gonna give you an example. The other day when um when uh Redmond was still doing his thing, but last year I remember when Redmond was killing with us. Well, I'm gonna say I'm sure yeah that that Deadman Redmond whatever his name is he was killing us. And we could never beat Miami. Well, this year we don't have no bombs. He could he couldn't take a playoff. I mean, he he he. he I, I think he found out the game because he could never take a playoff because of every player that we uh, uh got out there. You know what I'm saying? They got some type of talent and they're some type of threat. You know, uh, minus if somebody want to say something about Patrick Williams, he's still a threat. So. This year, man, it's going to be different. There's a lot of teams that's not going to even play as hard as uh, Miami plays, so the Bulls are going to come up on um, some wins, bro. I love this voicemail. A, for one, because it takes acknowledgement of something that we critiqued last season, and sometimes as a sports fan base, we don't do that, right? We take these, or we have our critiques, and then when things improve, we kind of just move on. Billy Donovan has been coaching better, and if that's a result of having a more talented roster, then shout out, but... His adjustments have been better, not as much in the Washington game, but definitely in the Miami Heat game, especially looking at the coach he was coaching against in Eric Spolstra. I like the way that he I like love the rotations that he's using. And I think that's something that we overlook sometimes as a as a fan base is not just who's in or how many minutes people play, but how who they're playing with the combinations on the floor. Billy Donovan has given us a really nice mix of combinations on the floor that have found different success having Having Goran Dragic out there, and sometimes we're playing three and four guards out there, but the but the intelligence level um, and, the, and the, the defense, the getting out in the transition, the way that he uses drumming and pick and rolls, like the way that he staggers certain lineups and uses players, has been great. Billy Donovan, again, while I've always maintained and said he may not be the coach that gets us over the mountaintop, he definitely can be the, the coach that helps us climb the mountain, right? And that means that teaching people the, the, the right things Learn, having the players learn how to win like that's happening but Billy Donovan is coaching much better this season he's making adjustments quicker he's he's bringing players in and out quicker he's going to the hot hand a little bit more if players do have it using IO more in that in that Miami Heat game in ways that we just haven't seen uh IO use a lot on the offensive side of the ball over his career um the positions he puts Drummond in in the pick and roll and even the way he uses Kobe White if you notice Kobe White coming off more pin downs things like that and he's tried with Javante Green as well. Javante just hasn't been hitting shots. And this, keep in mind, we're missing one of our biggest offensive weapons in Zach Levine as well while we're talking about that. Billy Donovan has coached a hell of a season so far. You're not going to win every one of them. The Washington Wizards 2-0. The Bulls fall to 1-1. But I do like what Billy Donovan is doing out there coaching-wise. He is doing some things, using challenges, getting fired up, talking to refs. Like, you're seeing a different Billy Donovan. When he talked about in that offseason, they wanted to build that identity. They needed to build that 
that that also went to the coaching staff, and you and you can see that a little bit more with him. He is very much more active. He's he's is doing a lot of the the, the standing on the sideline, pacing back and forth, chewing gum. That's going to happen. That's Billy Donovan. But we're also seeing him talk to players, uh, bring them over there, getting fired up with the with 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 the refs a little bit more than what I think we've seen him get at, chip at refs more this season already in two games than what we saw any last season. So Billy Donovan is definitely taking that, and he is coaching better. I do like the adjustments. I like. The, the combinations of the lineup as well. I would have liked to see maybe Dale and Terry worked in them when we need some more. Like last night, we needed an energy, energy boost at times. I would have liked to see him maybe get out there. We'll see, especially when well, we're not facing the Cavs full backcourt. But um, like I like what he's doing. I like the way that he's using, using players. Billy Donovan is doing a hell of a job. And the improved talent on this team is evident. It is evident in the improved talent. The fact that we are literally going to go probably 10 to 11 deep all season long, and it, the type of season that we have, especially in these first three weeks, it's just going to bode well. Like this is a this feels like a different team now. Again, at parts last night against the Wizards, it felt like last year's offense. That's not all on Billy Donovan. Hopefully, he talked to them and 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 shoot around today. They need to get back to that, especially having Zach Levine out there. I need to see everybody moving without the ball. But at least with what we've seen in two game sample size and the preseason, Billy Donovan is doing a much better job, and he does deserve a lot of credit for the improved play and the utilization of players so far in this season. But that is it for the mailbag today, guys. We'll have another mailbag tomorrow, but today is also a game day, so you know what that means. Pre-game, post-game, halftime hangouts all tonight. Um, so make sure you're here for that. I'll, ha- I'll get most of those scheduled so you guys know ahead of time. Um, but that's it, man. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text, and our voicemail, the number to do so is uh, 773-270-2799. Uh, we're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on C-Red, love you guys. Go Bulls. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.